I love that opening. Dun dun. Makes you feel like something great's about to happen. Amen. Hey. Can you give it up for the kids one more time? Well done. Well done. And well done, moms and dads, for getting them dressed and ready to come to church. And some of you have like Christmas outfits on. Pastor Josue and I match today, if you haven't noticed. So we're going to do a dance routine after service if you want to stick around. And uh, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Anyway, Charlie Brown Christmas. How many of you remember watching Charlie Brown growing up as a kid? Anybody? Charlie Brown Christmas. So I love that. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Such a funny little, funny little show. Hey, real quick, if you've been giving today or trying to give on our website, uh, those of you at home especially, the website's running really, really slow. Some people are getting in, some people aren't getting in. And so it's not our website so much, it's our giving platform that we utilize. And so we'll keep working with them throughout the week. If you haven't been able to give, don't you worry about a thing. We will make sure you have opportunity <laughs> to give throughout the week. So go ahead and keep trying. If you can't get through today, try tomorrow or the next day. But thank you so much for your consistency in giving. Can we celebrate givers today? Go ahead and just be thankful because if it wasn't for our givers, we wouldn't be able to do any of these things this morning. All right, let's get into the Word. Have you brought your Bibles with you today? Have you have your notebooks with you today? Well, let's go ahead and get into the Scriptures. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Luke chapter 2. Book of Luke chapter 2. That's the passage that our kids were quoting from in the New Testament. It's the moment that Jesus is coming into the earth. It's the great announcement. And we're going to talk about that in particular line today that to me, it's been in my spirit for about three weeks. So I'm really believing God that he gives me an anointing today to preach this one line into your life today. And it's the line found um, in the book of Luke chapter 2 where it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Let me read it to you again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. I'm going to say it again. For unto you, say you, unto you, that be you and me, is born this day. Come on now. There is a day in this timeline that we call earth that unto me was born. A Savior, say Savior, which is Christ, say Christ, the Lord. That's what we're going to talk about today. So in Luke chapter 2, let me read it to you from the New Living Bible. Hopefully you found it by now. Verse 8. The Bible tells us that that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, nearby there in Bethlehem, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. But the angel reassured them. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be for great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth. Don't you love that? Jesus had a snuggie lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Man, isn't that powerful? You hear that verse, that passage of Scripture, different Christmases go by, and sometimes we recite it, 
out of tradition or recite it just, you know, kind of out of memory. But today I want to unpack that today because this message was meant to bring you great joy. How many of you could use some great joy today? Come on now. You're watching at home, put your hand up if you can use great joy. Great joy. And I believe today as we kind of unpack this message that great joy is going to hit us as we go in through the rest of this season. So let's start with, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Start with unto you. Who's the you in there? You know, sometimes when we think of Jesus coming to the earth, we think of him establishing a great religion. But you know Jesus didn't come to establish a religion. How many of you know that? He came to reconcile us in relationship, relationship to us and God, because we lost that relationship. We lost access to God Almighty. We were meant to do this life with God working with us and through us and being in us. Amen? And Jesus came to bring that back unto you. Sometimes when we think of the you there, we think of just such a global mission that the gospel must be preached to all nations. And that is very true. I thank God for our missionaries. I thank God for evangelism. I thank God because this gospel is meant for every tribe, every tongue. Amen. And it must be preached. But let's not forget, though, that the angel was saying you to a group of shepherds. I love that. I love that, that the announcement wasn't in a big palace somewhere. The announcement didn't go first to the wealthiest people in Bethlehem. The announcement came to just some working guys out in the field watching the sheep. The announcement came that God sees each and every one of us as important. God sees you and I personally. For unto you is born this day. It's important this morning that you understand that Jesus came for you. For you. Say me. And put your name there. Ready? Say your name. Only about half of you know your own name. You're not really saying your name there. Help you out. If you know the name of the person next to you, remind them of their name. And we're going to do this one more time on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Say your name. Jesus came for you. Jesus came for you. For unto you is born this day. Now, though this day was like 2,000 years ago, do you understand there's no time distance with God Almighty? Do you see that? That when Jesus broke through the timeline, when he came out of eternity and he came into our timeline, when God said, unto you, God was saying, unto you, Courtney, unto you, John, unto you, Richard and Robert. God was saying, you, today, in 2020, with a pandemic going on, come on now, when those angels said, for unto you is born this day, God can see the timeline as a whole. So when God is looking at this day, he can look 2,000 years down the timeline and see you standing in this day. Come on, somebody. You see that? So when he said, unto you is born this day, Jesus is wanting you to know that he sees you. And on, unto you, Kevin Kringle, and whatever Kevin Kringle is going through this day, unto you is born this day. Unto you is born this day. You, the, the you that's a single mom that's trying to raise four kids, the you whose wife left and you don't know why, or maybe you did and maybe you, you have regret, but you can't fix it now. You who just lost your job throughout this last 
12 months, you who did all kinds of things that you regret now with a life of sin and a life of addiction, you who've hurt a lot of people, and you might be like one of those tax collectors or one of those people in the Bible that was like, like just as corrupt, and you know you've lived a life of corruption and you've so wounded families and people and you don't feel worthy of God's goodness or God's grace, unto you, unto you from, the, from what we would consider to be the best, which by the way, one sin is enough to make you a sinner, for the one that you might think is the best to the one you might think is the worst, wherever you put yourself on that, that, that category line, unto you, unto you. Can you let this story be unto you today? Can you let this declaration, come on, I feel this, man. Can you let this declaration, because you have to let it apply to you. It's not that it doesn't apply to you. Come on. All these scriptures, this word of God applies to you if you choose it to apply to you. That gospel of Jesus Christ applies to everyone if they say yes. Let it apply to me. Let that blood, that precious shed blood of Jesus apply to me, and the answer is yes. So the question is not, does it apply to you? The question is, will you let it apply to you? Will you let this nativity story, will you let this unto you be you today? And then you finish the rest of that sentence, which we're going to get into. But unto you is born this day a Savior. Unto you, Kevin Kringle, whatever you're going through, there's born a Savior. Come on. Unto you, Suzanne. Unto you, John. Unto you, Robert. Unto you, whatever your name is. Unto you. Can you let it be about you? In whatever you're going through today, unto you is born this day. And don't let the timeline dilute the potency of that declaration because the timeline doesn't matter to God. Do you see this? If you had a timeline, I wish I could show you like a string up here. The moment Jesus is born and this timeline and it attaches to you in 2020 and into your need in 2020 and realize God sits outside of time. And so with one eye, he can see the manger and with the other eye, he can see you. At simultaneously. Because God doesn't live in linear time. And so unto you, you going through whatever you're going through is born this day. Amen? Young, unto you. If you're young, unto you. If you're older, unto you. If you're rich, unto you. If you're poor, unto you. If you're worthy, unto you. If you're unworthy, unto you. If you're good, unto you. If you're bad, unto you. Come on now, every tribe, unto you. Every tongue, unto you. Every nationality, every skin color, every, you know, both genders, because there's only two. I can't say every, there's only two. <laughs> Male or female, unto you. Unto you, unto you, unto you. Let it be unto you. So maybe in this moment you can say, God, unto me. Unto me was born this day. Unto me and what I'm walking through and what I'm going through is born this day. A Savior, that's the one I'm excited about. <laughs> Unto you is born this day. Before I get to get excited about Savior, i got to slow down and talk about born. Born this day. What I love about this is this is not 
a nursery rhyme or a fairy tale story, there's an actual moment on the history of this planet that God came into the earth, put on flesh, and was born. It's one thing talking about future one day, you know, he's coming back and he is coming back. Praise God. How many are you excited? The Lord is coming one day. I still believe. I still believe. There's a catching away of the church. Amen. I still believe there's a day that he comes back on this planet again in his second coming. And there's so many good things to talk about. But I want to remind us that there was a, a reality moment in history just like we know George Washington existed, just like we know Alexander the Great, just like we know. As a matter of fact, some people who challenge the reality of Jesus on the earth, which we believe Jesus really walked on the earth in the flesh, not spiritual, not just theological or idealism. We have as much and more manuscripts and documentation that Jesus Christ really lived on this planet. Somebody get excited about that. There's religions all over the world that have fairy tales of gods that lived on mountains or gods that came in the ocean or gods that did this. Our God came, documented, he was born. So in the earth, the Savior, God Almighty, has walked this planet. His feet touched this earth. Something happened in this moment. It's a real moment in time. So your hope is built on a real moment in time that happened in the earth. Not going to happen. It has happened. Our Savior was born. Our Savior has come. Amen. Unto you is born this day. This day, like Maria said in her prayer, genuinely changed everything. This was the day God's peace offering for our sin was placed in the earth. It was in this moment that the, the hope of the world came because we were lost in sin. There was no way for us to make ourselves right with God. We were the Gentiles. We didn't even have a covenant. At least the Jews had a covenant to have some righteous standing with God. We didn't have that. So we were completely lost. Do you understand this? But in this moment, the hope of the world, God's peace offering, goodwill towards men was placed in the earth. That's awesome. But I also want you to see something about born a Savior. This day was born a Savior. Because God started saving us then and he's always continued saving us, praise God. Your Savior is still saving but I want you to see something about how God does things. Unto you is born this day a Savior. And when God brought a solution into the earth, even though in his mind it was totally solved, it started as a baby, started as a seed. Why do I say that? Because today's message, I'm trying to help you understand God's process and also the, the gift that was offered to us in this, this nativity story. So for unto you, Kevin Kringle, born this day in 2020, wherever you might need him, is, was born that day, a savior. But notice when he was born, he came as an infant, or I like to say as a seed. Please write these things down in your notes. As a seed. So God started saving and started bringing peace and reconciliation the moment Jesus was coming to the earth. But then it was 33 years later that he died on that cross, and then there was the resurrection. 
okay? But God's solution or God's beginning of salvation came into the earth as that seed. What I'm trying to help you see here is this, that even today, we have to incorporate seed time and harvest time in the rescuing process of what might be going on in your life. Now, I'm not talking about your heart to Jesus. I'm not talking about forgiveness of sin. The moment you confess your, your life to Christ, God saves you in that moment. Praise God, because you've committed your life to Jesus, and that's, that's, that's complete. But do you know Jesus has also come to save you from any work of the devil? Your Savior doesn't just save you from sin. He saves you from any work that sin has created in the earth, which includes even the, the chaos other sinful people bring into your life. So it could be sickness, it could be disease, it could be lack, it could be poverty, it could be results of other people's rebellious lives or sin that you have to deal with because sin costs everybody. Your sin does affect other people. Some people say, my sin only affects me. No, our sin affects everybody. But what I'm trying to help you see is your Savior unto you is born this day, a Savior born this day. God solved and began. You can see a process of solving something, but it started like a seed. It didn't necessarily manifest into the fullness yet, but the moment God sowed Jesus into the earth, it's done. And so even today, as you receive this word, it may come into your life like a seed. This message today, and you may not see the fullness of your turnaround this moment, but the moment today you receive Jesus as your Savior for that situation, amen, the moment you see Jesus today and let this message bring forth its anointing and the power in the word of it, then it's done. The turnaround has happened. It may take six months, it may take a year to see, but unto you is born that Savior, the one that word is brought into your life, it's finished. Is that too much for you this morning? Unto you is born this day. I want you to see that because God many times begins to solve your problem and you don't see that it's solved because it's taking six months to a year to come to fullness. But God saved you the moment you received the word into your life, just like the moment the seed was delivered into the earth, the saving had begun. And it will grow into a full-grown, mature promise. Do you see this? I want you to see so you don't get discouraged when you walk out of church and, and we say unto you is born this day a Savior and you receive that message and you walk out and it still looks like there's still saving to do. The saving has been done. It may take some time for the seed as a baby and infant to turn into a full-grown promise, but it's, it's done. God is moving because he said it, because his word has been deposited into your life. Be encouraged today. Unto you this day is born. Which means even if things don't change around me immediately, I know the Savior has been born. I know the promise, that word has been born. And give it time and it will grow into fullness. I just want to make sure before I move on that I didn't lose you in all that. How many of you understand where I'm going? Raise your hand if you understand where I'm going with that. Do I have permission to move on now? Permission to move on? Awesome, thank you. I have such a heart of a teacher, I don't want to lose you in the process. I'll just stay on that for 30 minutes if you need to stay there, but I do have other things to say. I can move on? All right, let's move on. A Savior, 
I love it, the simplicity of that, the title, Savior. Notice that the focus is not on the problem, but on the Savior. I love that. A Savior has been born. Well, is he big enough to save me from poverty? I love that it, isn't, it doesn't sit there and just compare the Savior to the problem. The Savior far out, far overshadows the problem. Amen. It's the Savior. The Savior for what? The Savior for whatever you need. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Well, is he big enough for this? He's the Savior. The title is so powerful. The title is so simple because it doesn't matter what you're facing. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the connection to God's problems. God is bigger than anything you're going through. Can you at least believe that? And Jesus and his promise to you and his blood has washed you and cleansed you and put you in right standing with God. The promises of God towards you are based on Jesus' obedience, not your obedience. Come on now, your obedience was to put faith in Christ. Come on. So if is it a poverty thing, Jesus is the Savior. Is it a sin issue, Jesus is the Savior. What about other people talking about you? Doesn't matter, Jesus will make you bigger than their gossip. Come on now. What if I lost my job? Doesn't matter, Jesus is the Savior. God can open doors no man can shut. Amen, the devil doesn't have permission to rule your life. Why? Because Jesus took you out from underneath the devil's foot and he put your foot on the devil's neck because he's the head, you're the body, and God has put everything under the feet of Jesus and you're the body of Christ. Come on now, which means the devil is now under your foot. Come on, get excited, my friend. I'm coming after you. If you don't get excited, I'll go back there and I'll put my excitement inside of you and we're all gonna get excited about this stuff. Tired of going to church and people not getting excited because they don't understand what's going on. When you have a revelation of what's going on, you can't just stay in your seat because it's not theology, my friends. This is hope. This is a nativity promise. This is unto you is born this day, which is equal to this day because there's no time distance with God, a Savior. And that word Savior is bigger than anything you need saving from. Somebody understand what I'm talking about. See, for every problem, there's a promise. For every problem, there's a promise, and that promise is, is met. All the conditions of those promises are met in Jesus. Unto you was born this day a Savior. And it's a simple word, Savior. What is, he, what is he able to save you from? What are you going through? Depression? He can save you from that. Anxiety? He can save you from that. Loneliness, he can save you from that. Death, he can save you from that. You may walk through this side of eternity on death, but don't you worry, because once you pass from this life to the next, there's no more dying, and there's no more tears, and there's no more sorrow, and there's no more pain. He can save you. We used to say back in early church, he could save you to the uttermost. There's nothing left undone. For every problem, there's a promise, and his name is Jesus. Let's talk about Christ. For unto you is born this day, like I said, if that promise, just receive that promise, even if it takes a few months or a few years to come to fullness, God will be faithful. He's born this day as Savior, which is Christ. Say Christ. Christ. You know Christ is not Jesus' last name, right? I know the Christ family. They live down the road. No, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ, Christ identified Jesus. The word Christ means the anointed one. 
which means he's anointed to do this. Does anyone remember the word the anointing back in church? The anointing is God's power, God's presence. It was illustrated in the Old Testament as a king or a priest, and they would get down on their knee, and they would have oil poured over them. And what it was, it was God's enabling. It was God's commissioning and empowerment to say, this is not just a human being set to be a priest or set to be a leader of a nation, but it's my ability. I am coming upon that person to help them accomplish the role and the task that I've sent them to perform. What I'm trying to help you see here is Jesus is a savior, but he was anointed to be that savior by God. You see what I'm saying? Like, this was about his role. This was about his purpose in coming. This is not you trying to convince Jesus to be your savior. He was anointed to be your savior by God. He was sent by God. He took, and God placed that anointing upon Jesus, not for Jesus' sake, but for your sake, for those that he had come to seek and to save, for those that he would come, come on, and deliver and set free. He's anointed Jesus. Unto you is born this day the one that's anointed to save, the one that's commissioned to save, the one that's anointed and appointed to save. So not only now is Jesus willing, we see that he's not only willing, we know his heart, we know he's willing, but he's able. God's ability was on him to do this and still is. Now one of these days I'll get to have a message with you where I get to talk about the anointing on your life. Because God has anointed you to go set people free, which is a responsibility. It's not about you saying, look at me, I'm, all, I'm so powerful. You're powerful for a purpose, come on. You're powerful for a purpose, not just to say you're powerful, not to feel powerful, and not even to be significant. You're powerful to help set people free. You're powerful to go do good and heal all those who are oppressed by the devil. And Jesus was anointed. He's the Christ. The son of the living God. He's the Christ. He's the anointed. He's the one that God has placed his spirit upon to break yokes, to destroy chains, to open prison doors, to put the devil on the run. And so what I want you to see is it's not just his willingness. This was his, this was his ability, but also it's his responsibility. Can you see that? It wasn't Jesus just came so we could have a big party for him at Christmas. The reason he came because he had a responsibility to seek and save that which is lost. He has a responsibility to save. And that doesn't scare Jesus, that word responsibility. Amen. He willingly comes. Does this, can you feel this this morning? Him being your Savior. This is not just a, a desire of his heart. It's his responsibility that's why he's the Christ. He's God's chosen and anointed to come be your Savior. So for him not to fulfill that role, that mission, he would be denying his purpose in coming. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8, B, the second half. B, very clear. The Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. He was anointed to destroy the works of the devil. Not just in the earth. Come on, I'm excited about this stuff. Not just destroy the works of the devil in the earth because unto you was born a Savior. Do you see that? 
He came to destroy the works of the devil, not just in the earth, but in your world. Not just in the world, but your world. Because unto you, see it was unto the world was born this day, but that's not what the angel announced. He said to the shepherds, unto you shepherds, whatever their names might have been. Unto you is born this day. A savior, the son of God who comes to destroy the works of the devil in your world. Not just the world. Acts 10.38, you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This is what he was anointed to do, and he's still anointed to do it in your life. For unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ, the anointed one. God anointed him, the anointed one, so he could go around destroying the works of the devil, so he could do good and heal all who were oppressed of the devil. Amen. Amen. The Lord, for unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ. Say it. The Lord. Can we talk about his lordship for a minute? It feels really good to talk about his lordship. Colossians chapter 1. See, he's not just a baby in a manger anymore. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. Doesn't that feel good? Sometimes we get so casual in church. He's like, Jesus is my buddy. Jesus is my best friend. Jesus is my homie. Jesus is whatever. Jesus is the Lord. Man. And I want to remind us of that because that also means he's bigger than the devil. And he's bigger than whatever's going on in this world that you watch on the news that you get freaked out about. The people on the news are not the Lord. They're not the Lord. Hello. He is king of kings and he's the Lord of all lords. Come on. He's not just a Lord. He is the Lord. Even if we, even if. We say make him your Lord. Here's the deal. Even if you don't make him your Lord, he's still the Lord. Yes. Guess what world? We make an announcement to you. Jesus is the Lord. Yes. Whether you submit and make him your Lord, that's on you. But he's still the Lord. And when we all pass away one day and our history is gone and this world is dust, he will still be the Lord. And he's giving us an opportunity to make him our Lord. Isn't that beautiful? He's not a baby in a manger. He's the Lord of heaven and earth, big enough to save. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Somebody say amen. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen realm. Do you understand? This is who you serve. This was this mystery, this baby in a manger in the natural eye. It looked like a baby, but he's the one that made the thrones and the kingdoms in the spiritual realm. He is the king of kings, Lord of lords. They couldn't see it in the natural, but that's who was in this little package. Kingdoms, rulers, authorities of the unseen realm, everything was created through him and for him. 
He existed before anything else. And he, this is Jesus, holds all creation together. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. Hey, by the way, that's you and me. We're the body. We're the body of who? The body of the one that created all things and holds it all together. We're with him. Come on, that's a pleasure, isn't it? We get to be with him. I'm with him. Amen. Sometimes people want God to be with you. I want to be with them. You know, I'm with that one. The one that's Lord of heaven and earth. Holds all things together. He is the beginning, the supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is the first in everything for God. And all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That's who Jesus is. That's the Lord. Amen? That's the Lord. I want to give you one more passage of Scripture. Open your Bibles to the book of Revelation. You're going to preach on Revelation? At Christmas? Yes! Because this finds its fulfillment in this. Amen. So Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. I just want to give you one more time this, this image of Jesus, of this baby that's no longer this baby in a manger. The Bible tells us that there's coming a moment in time when this story, this earth story, will come to an end. And it says this, verse 11. Then I saw the heaven open, and a white horse was standing there. And his rider's name was Faithful and True. This is talking about Jesus in case you don't realize it. His name is Faithful and True. For he judges fairly and he wages a righteous war. His eyes were flames like fire and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood and the title was Word of God. The armies of heaven dressed in the finest of pure white linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with a rod of iron. He will release the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like justice flowing from a winepress. And on his robe at his thigh was written the title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Amen. Mm. Mm. I love that. See, because sometimes, again, we get these little nativity stories, these little Bible stories, and, oh, look, he's a cute baby in the manger. Mm. And, like, it's a story that you can take or leave, but we miss the power of this message. For unto you is born this day a Savior, who's Christ, the anointed one, the Lord, the one that make sure you get a big enough image of who Jesus is in your heart because it makes a lot of difference. I have no problem Jesus being our friend. There's, there's scriptures in the Bible where he's called the fr- we're called the friend of God. Thank you, God. But I want you to remember what a privilege that is. I want you to remember that just because he's your friend doesn't bring him down to your level. Come on now. <laughs> like... Like, he's the Lord. He's the one riding on the white horse. He's the one that judges the nations. He's the one that holds all things together. This is the one you have privilege to sing to. You have privilege to walk with. 
to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This is the one that, that says, I will come and make my home in your heart. Isn't that wonderful? A couple thoughts. Jesus is our Savior. He's also our Lord. Jesus is not just your Lord, your Lord, but he's the, the Lord of all. We said that. My pastor growing up used to tell me, he used to say this all the time, he said, Jesus is either your Lord of all or he's not your Lord at all. Let's just have a moment here. As much as I want to get excited about like the nativity and excited about unto you is born this day as Savior, I want to make sure that when you receive Jesus into your life, that you let yourself go completely into the trust of his hands and let yourself then make him the Lord of your life. The Lord of your life. See, sometimes we want Jesus to be the Savior of our life, but these go together. For unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. See, what happens is you welcome him as Lord, and he brings in salvation. You can't ask for salvation and not make him Lord. Do you feel that this morning? See, this thing was designed to work a certain way. It's not for unto you is born this day a Savior, yay. For unto you is born this day a Savior, and that Savior is Christ the Lord. And you make Christ your Lord, and the saving begins. Do you see that? And like my pastor used to say, Jesus is either Lord of all in your life, or he's not Lord at all. So don't say he's Lord of my Sunday morning, but not my Monday morning. Or he's Lord of my, you know, this relationship, but I'm going to keep these corrupt relationships. Or he's Lord over this area, but I'm going to keep living my own way in these sinful areas. Now, we all need to grow. Come on, let's be honest. We're all human beings. God isn't looking for perfection here. He's going to help us get there. So I'm not saying that you have to be perfect. What I'm saying, though, is there is this total giving your heart completely to say you're the Lord now. So though I may have to grow into some of these things, what you say goes, you are the Lord from this day forward. And that kicks in the promises of all those saving things that we talked about. Does that make sense? Now, I want to say it like this. I felt this when I was writing this week. And I want to make sure I say it to you, and that's this. Jesus needs to be your Lord, and then by making him your Lord, he becomes your Savior, right? That is not a threat. It's a promise. Think about it. Some people think that's a threat. You have to make Jesus the Lord of your life or else. And it was like the Lord just put this in my heart, and I just hope I communicate it clearly. It's not a threat. You need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Listen to me. We get, we get to make him the Lord of our life. Because the truth is you're already serving a Lord. You're serving Satan, whether you believe it or not. This is a promise, not a threat. You get to come out from underneath the devil's lordship, the abuser, the taskmaster, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You get to come out from underneath the devil's lordship, and you get to make Jesus the Lord of your life.
thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.